Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. We are going to flush out your system with the amount of infotainment in episode 145 of The Pinball Show. Dennis and I provide you updates to Stern Pinball Production. We chat about a Christmas gift that'll keep on giving all year long. There's more Joel's pinball to discuss, like the recent gameplay video and the ever-simmering Why No Shark Eat Ball discussion. We chat Looney Tunes gameplay video, Padretti getting into the remake game, upcoming American pinball games, Indisc and Pinberg 2024, pinball market trends, and the Pinball Show official club members get an in-depth discussion about the rumored Alice in Wonderland game releasing this year and our breakdown on what you need to know about the project. We've got the seat warmed up for you. Take a load off and enjoy. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. It's episode 145. It's the Pinball Show. It's Zach Minnie. It's Dennis Creasel. It's everything that your little heart desired since we've spoke with you, what, a week, week and a half ago, Dennis? Yeah, around that. We're back at the real schedule, the regular schedule. You know, Zach, I'm a planner. I I, I know. I hate deviations from the plan, Mm. and the last episode was deviation. I understood why we did it. I mean, Jaws, you know, people wanted to know about that shark. They wanted to know how many times it would eat the ball. Does it eat the ball? I, you know, I in the video I didn't see it, but uh, surely the community hasn't Baby Yoda movie hand rallied around this shark thing, right? They haven't. They haven't just decided to make this a thing for no other reason than they're bored and for sport, right? Oh, Baby Yoda doesn't move. The hell if he doesn't, he will move, just like that shark will eat balls. Did you miss mm. these people, Dennis? I did. Did you really? No, no. I'm saying this for content. Mom. Well, you missed you missed them so much that two days after we spoke last, you got on Eclectic Gamers podcast and did a whole big old Jaws episode as well. I, I recommend people going over and listening to that. That was a good uh, good analysis over there between Tony and yourself. We decided to not go ahead and discuss every single shot like we did on this episode. <laughs> as Tony, fun as that was, Tony was thankful for that. I'm sure. No. You know what we didn't do last time? We didn't discuss, uh, I love Christmas, but we didn't discuss in its entirety all of the all the features that we had for Christmas. And I found something very interesting, listener, uh, that I forgot, I think I forgot to share. If I already discussed this, my apology. I don't think I did. I found it odd and interesting at the same time that this Christmas, Dennis, Nicole, my wonderful wife, uh, and I purchase, you know, we do the purchasing of gifts for one another and we've been together so long. It's, it's getting really tough. And it's like, we, we spend so much money throughout the year. Do we really need, so we try to get a little something. So can you believe listener that Nicole and I purchased gifts for one another and they were the same gift, the, the same thing. Wow. Uh, how crazy is that? And the, the other thing that was crazy is neither this this item was not on our Amazon wish list. Uh, it was not 
something we even discussed in detail as we wanted or didn't want. It was on, honestly just not a topic of discussion, but damned if we didn't buy each other the same type of gift. Any guess as to what that might have been? Uh, an air fryer? Oh, that You know what? Damn good guess. Really good guess there. Because that is something that we could both we both use. Uh, no, we and, oh man, this thing has changed my life. We both got one another a bidet. Do, do you know about these bidets? Yes. Yes. I guess a European thing. Not, not The U.S. is more of a, a rip and scratch kind of people over here. But it's taking the country by storm, I'm hearing. A trending uh, item. And I maybe that's why we both. What are the odds that we both Get one another a bidet. What was that? Hmm. What was, well, I don't know. We, you know, <clears throat> numbers don't lie, but I've never run a statistical analysis of that. I wonder if, uh, like, if the Google spy bots, like, if they just kept feeding bidet ads uh, to both of us, and maybe we were like, you know what? I would like a clean asshole. So, yeah, we both got one another uh, a bidet. Uh, we kept hers because she got the, you know, one that looked like it belonged in a museum and it comes up, uh, opens up right when you walk up to it. It's, it, it's like the, uh, Johnny five of, of toiletry <laughs> and Dennis, you sit down and it even has a warm seat. It preps you a warm seat. Mm. It's got a little glow light, uh, for night times. It's got a little fan, uh, warm water hitting your buttholeage, uh, and your tainage. I'm telling you, what do you think the percentage of people in the United States that own a bidet are? Oh, I, it's got to be under 5%. Yes. And that, you know what? That's a disjustice. We, we are doing a disservice to our bungholes. And it's even got a little, for, for the ladies, it's got a front wash too. Yeah, press that button, it goes up front. I thought it might hit my sack a little bit, so I tried it, didn't really do that. But uh, have you ever used a bidet? Uh, no, I have not. I strongly recommend it. I really strongly, I thought, I was, I'm a wiper. I'm a, I'm a heavy wiper. It's squidgy. Oh, Christ, I'm getting all emotional from it, you know? Uh, and I thought, there's no way. This is just going to uh, car wash me. I'm still going to have to go to town wiping. I'm, I'm open with you, listener, because I think it will change your life as well. That's why I'm, uh, I'm being so open about all of this stuff. Uh, but personal hygiene is a big thing for everybody. And, man, no, no, no big wipage needed after cleaning house down there. It's got that little heat fan too. Man, you might blot yourself dry a little bit. You're good to go. I'm telling you, by the end of this year, Dennis, uh, even Christmas time, maybe you'll receive a bidet. As a, wow, that's quite touching. Possibly, a- literally. <laughs> uh, incidentally, listeners, uh, Flippin' Out Pinball is now an official sure. distributor for the following five major bidet that's manufacturers. Right. The odds of us both buying uh, a bidet. When we've neither one of us have ever used one, some call it fate. Mm. That does remind me once. I can't remember what uh, holiday. Maybe it was Valentine's Day or something when I was younger. My my dad and mom got each other the same exact card. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yep. It's Twilight Zone, man. Every time a bell rings, a butthole gets a clean. Did you just soil yourself? Maybe. <laughs> it did sound a little wet, didn't it? Right at the end. Ooh. <laughs> Let's have a smell, all right? I'm telling you. Mm. Just, just try it, people. And it's not, you know what? Pretty efficient. Not, I thought those things were for rich people. No, no. Pretty cheap. It's just a seat add-on that you can, it's, 
very affordable. I think my folks have one in the one of their bathrooms. Interesting. Okay. So see, they're probably right now if they're listening, they're like, absolutely. I am pro bidet. Don't cheap out on one. Get, get a nice one. A nice one. A weird transition from this to giving a shout out to one of our listeners. Maybe they have a bidet, uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to a Chris out there, Dennis. Um, he messaged us with something very, I won't get into the details of it, something very heartfelt and uh, thanking us for the content over the last handful of years. Um, yourself uh, and the rest of our crew, like we got a crew, right? Uh, they, yeah. He has been fighting, um, fighting a, a just a really nasty, mean disease um, since since uh, in his 20s. Daily battles, physical therapy, exhaustion. But uh, some of the podcasts and things that we do, Dennis, help him look forward to each of those sessions uh, that he has to do that, keeping him laughing and entertained. I just wanted to especially say thank you to you, Chris, for listening, for supporting, for following. Uh, and hopefully you're not working too hard right now in your physical therapy. Hopefully you're like sitting and waiting for McKenzie to come call you back or something. I don't know. And then he said, looking forward to hearing your thoughts about the heavily rumored pinball machine based on the film Kramer versus Kramer, because divorce mm. is a perfect theme <laughs> for pinball. JK, he says, that was clever. I like that. Yeah, that might be an American pinball theme. No, wait, no, it's licensed. Never mind. It wouldn't be. Nothing more American than divorce. Speaking of licensed pinball themes, we've got to talk about Stern Pinball. Let's talk about all those production updates from Stern Pinball. This past week, arguably uh, the greatest pinball machine ever made, the Godzilla Premium LE, that was on the line last week. A lot of those shipping out across the country, across the world. This week for Stern Pinball, I believe this is a total guess, but based on the information that they've given us recently, James Bond Premium this week, uh, alongside Jaws Pro, which is going to go on the line at the end of this week. So mm. I would guess uh, next week, we're going to start to see those land probably at the end of next week, start to see those land in, uh, in arcades and dealer showrooms across the country and world. Wow. That fish will swallow you whole unless you, unless you're a ball. And then the, well, the pro one, he's, he's suspended up in the air on the pro one. He's, I'd like to see a ramp come up and try to hit it in his mouth. Like a Demi Gorgon. I want my shark to. Yeah. Cause the Demi Gorgon worked so great Man, when that people, came out. I know. That's why I think Keith Elvin's like, me on second thought. Hey, John, can you uh, give us some, some <laughs> what, tips on a what, bash what, toy? What is a, what is a shark <laughs> swallowing a ball? If not just essentially a scoop. And we know oh, he doesn't care much for scoops. You know what? And we'll talk about that. That's a good, Oh, call. we will. Yes. That's okay. right. Uh, so I think, I think we're going to see maybe some James Bond premium and jaws pro this week. And then uh, a slight shift to stranger things premium sometime between now and the end of the month. And then they're going to keep cranking out those jaws pros mid February. We're going to see Jaws LE on the line. And then late February, early March, as we've said before, Jaws Premium. One slight update, additional information we have been given. We've been given a lot of, as dealers, scheduling from last year into 2024, saying Q2s, Q3s, Q4s. Not as specific, maybe, as we would want. We did get some updates for uh, specifics of March. March of 2024, we're going to see another run of Godzilla Pro. Oddly enough, probably the only title that a lot of us dealers don't have in stock. I sold out of all of our Godzilla really? Pros, yeah, a couple hmm. months ago, and it's like, well, damn, <laughs> it's hard to get those right now. And then also in March, they're going to do another run of the loved Jurassic Park Premium, the the game that still sells great. That and Godzilla Premium, I don't, 
I don't know if they're slowing down those two titles. And if you look at the Pinside Top 100 right now, I don't know if, you, if you've seen, listener, Jurassic Park has made a jump up past Medieval Madness uh, to land in that number two spot. Wow. Right behind Godzilla, which is great. I think, if memory serves me correctly, Jurassic Park Premium LE is even ranked on the Pinside Top 100 higher than Godzilla Pro. So uh, that, all of that stuff is very interesting. And then we have our, uh, I've already reported two uh, Q2s, Q3s, Q4s of this year. No big changes there. And let's see, accessories, no big changes. We're still waiting for the January run of Stranger Things accessories, including UV kits, topper, art blades, shooter rod, etc. Q1 2024, still supposed to see another run of Iron Maiden toppers. I guess one small update to the accessories we talked about them selling out of that first big run of pinball alley signs game room signs Dennis remember those yes so they're prepping in 2024 to do another run of those they have made some modifications in the way they're shipping them packaging them uh, from manufacturer so that because we had a couple of them get damaged more so percentage wise than we would have liked to have seen compared Mm. to other products such as games or accessories so they're packaging them uh, working on packaging them a different way so that they can assure that there's no damage whenever they do land, especially on their next run here. But I don't know when that run is. All right, let's talk about Jaws Pinball. Holy moly. We had our big Jaws Pinball episode in uh, 144, but we will continue with the leftovers in 145, which is what, most of Quint's body? I guess. Yeah, he, hmm. that was a brutal death. It was. That was a rough Very one. violent. I did want to say, I, f- I forgot Dennis last episode when we did this full big analysis. If you haven't listened yet, uh, listener, go back 144 and consume the hell out of that. That was some, some juicy, bloody stuff. But I forgot to mention, I noticed on the premium model of Jaws, and I've not heard anybody talk about this, they, uh, the premium got the upgraded side rails to mimic those of previous LE models. So almost like the um, like the Avengers Infinity Quest had these. They're like a straight down lollipop 2.0 kind of thing where you don't get the full lollipop loop, but you get like a straight edge kind of thing, very sleek and more modern. Uh, I noticed on the pictures that the premium is getting those. So I thought, you know what? I'm going I'm to mention that because anytime a manufacturer does something that uh, we approve of, we want to reinforce, you know, that's... Mm. Psychology, that's how that works. That's when you when somebody does something in your life that you really like, you reinforce that so that they continue said behavior. Yeah. And you extinguish what you don't want, or you have consequences for behavior you don't want replicated. So damn it, Stern Pinball, thank you for the upgraded rails for the premium. I would love to see upgraded rails on premiums moving forward. Do you think that would potentially hurt their armor accessories though? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Cause I think that the accessories, I don't think people are putting the armor on their games as protection. I really don't. I think it's just more aesthetics and a look of it. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but that's cool. We Did you see the gameplay video with Keith Elwin, the pre-recorded gameplay video rather than that live stream that they have done in the past? Yes, I did. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. Have we? No, we have not. Okay. It was a 16-minute video. Keith Elwin went through one pretty full big game, explained what he was doing throughout the game. The big surprise, I think, to everybody, Dennis, was the the assets that Stern Pinball was able to get. I mean, what's his name? Roy what? 
Oh, yes. Wait, oh, correction. <laughs> it's Schneider, not Schneider. Schneider. I added an N because I didn't check it because I wasn't recording at my proper time. Well, because I've never heard of anybody named Schneider. Come on. Well, anyway. I yeah, think they were yeah, probably but, Schneiders, but they dropped well, it. And I had heard that they had the full video assets. Yeah. And I remember hearing his line, you're going to need a bigger boat in one of the trailers. Sure. But this did confirm, like, while in the art, they don't have any pictures of his face in the video stuff it's yeah he's he's, he's fully present there. he's ever present so. Mm-hmm. so that was great to see any other first impressions you had when watching this video uh, of keith elwin playing this game because the community had mixed reactions following uh the consumption of this hmm. of this video i mean i thought it looked like it played really well it had some fun combo shots like you'd expect out of an elwin game and uh there's a lot that obviously there was a certain amount I feel of of depth that's not programmed in yet because it felt like well I wasn't too surprised with the 16 minute video but sort of a there was a lot of things to start but we didn't really see very much depth into any of them. I agree but with that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised at that either given where it's probably at in code and the fact that not everyone wants to see you go all the way through uh, when they're watching a a reveal like that mm-hmm. they want to experience it themselves so i thought it looked like a pretty fun game i'll repeat what you said i i think it looks like a blast of a game i was hoping for no bad surprises sometimes you get good surprises but i was hoping for no bad surprises and uh to my delight i didn't see any bad nasty surprises everything in the photos and in the sizzle reel was showcased here with more detail, but nothing nothing bad. I didn't see anything bad, which I was really, really happy about. It looks like a blast to shoot. It looks like there's a lot of ways to shoot it, just like you said with Keith Elwin. That's what I look forward to the most. It's Keith Elwin. It's Jaws for me. Uh, that's pretty much a hit. The art doesn't suck, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, and some of those shots looked a lot more fun uh, on the gameplay video than they did on the sizzle reel, uh, especially with that upper play field people are saying that that is a tough shot didn't i mean i don't know it didn't look tough to me it looked like the left orbit on godzilla which i love so didn't look tough there i like the use of that upper right flipper i'm not a, not a little flipper kind of guy but we'll see how that plays out uh, it looked like fun shooting to the left side of that play field and anytime you go west, east and west on a game you're gonna pat lawler tries to get you to drain that way so I think that will lead to a lot of uh, difficult play, which I always welcome, especially in some of my most favorite pinball machines. The video assets are what tickled tickled my uh, fancy the most, though. I'm so glad to get mm. all of those video assets. I just don't care all that much about the video assets. So mm. Mm. I don't play the screen. The complaints that people took away were it felt dry. The video felt dry or the gameplay felt dry. Really? Um, Yeah, that's 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 what some have said. Didn't didn't have much excitement. Well, I mean, it's it's condensed and edited, so I'm wondering if maybe that's what that is, you know, versus the the enthusiasm that you sometimes see with the. I personally, I think this was a better approach. Ever, almost not. I can't say every time, but almost every time we see a live gameplay reveal, and not just from Stern. There's you know, stuff just goes wrong. Yeah, There's all this downtime. Yeah. The live chats either whining because the, the game's not being explained, or they're whining that there's too much time being spent explaining the game. It's like you you can't win for losing. Nope. The only thing that really stood out to me, and this is more of a feature thing when you mentioned, you know, what, everything you saw that I didn't care for mm-hmm. with it was this whole, yeah, we're shipping 3D glasses and 
Oh yeah, this. the 3D video I, I mode. Thought, that's just that's just too hokey. I would I'd have killed that in the writing but room. But the video mode itself looked kind of cool. Yeah, the uh, someone had messaged uh, messaged me um, and before I had seen the video. But the the shark hunting thing is uh, straight up homage to the very brief arcade game you get to see in the first Jaws movie, where Correct, someone's yeah. shooting a shark. Yeah, from the early seventies, there was an arcade game like that's that, a really real neat. arcade game. So that was, yeah, and it looks very much like it. So that was very cool. When it looked but, like the, what's that game that, because uh, the, the sharks go across the screen, but you only have three directional shots. That is left flipper, right flipper, probably Yeah, that's, in that's the one that's homaging the, uh, okay. the arcade game. But it reminded me of like, what's that submarine, Sea Wolf or something, where you have to oh, shoot, a, mm. shoot a bullet in the distance? Like that to- might have been, that might have been it. I don't remember them. We don't want, we don't want to get it wrong. Yes, we don't want to It was get probably them. Schneider Wolf. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger sub, probably. But I like that the, there, it wasn't like um, Brom Stoker's Dracula, where the yes. where the wolves or the dogs, they're coming up, but they're always in the same spot. These sharks were, were crossing mm, over into, yeah. into yeah, shot patterns that you cannot hit until it gets to that right pattern. So I think now... The video itself, Chuck Ernst and team maybe work on a little bit. Not the not the sexiest looking video mode, um, but the actual gameplay of it looked looked very very fun. Yeah, 3D. I, take or leave it. I think it's a it's a cute little wink to Jaws 3D, the film. But um, the video I don't mode think itself, any winks were needed, Zach. No <laughs> winks. We don't need to. We don't need to reference that movie. They were like, "Hey, this is from Jaws 3." I saw, I did see in some of the video clips, uh, to, I think to mix up the shark attacks and stuff, they did definitely have some from Jaws 3 uh, in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Which I, I could see that because there's really not very many shark attacks in the first Jaws. If, if we're talking about why it may have felt dry, I think it could have been, like you said, some of the code maybe has more room for fleshing out. Um, and Keith Elwin is really good about coming out with a game that the structure and the foundation gives you so much to do at launch, but then he just decorates it and details it and colors it more and more and more, which makes it an instant classic that all of his games become. Uh, Avengers instant classic. Mm, eh. Nah, well, eh, maybe not. But maybe not. The other thing could be uh, because Keith is the host of the video. Keith yeah, doesn't exude point. high emotionality when he talks about games. Yeah, so let's be honest. He's uh, pretty flat. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard people it, say that they always feel like he sounds bored. And it's like, well, I mean, that's just his personality and the way he, he talks about the game. The The proof is in the play, not in how he talks about it. So yeah. I I guess I, I could see where people would possibly say it was dry, but I don't. I But that's about the that's about the video. It's not about the game to me. I think it's he did his job and he did it very well. Uh, if it felt a little dry, I'm just so glad that they did a produced pre-recorded video uh, that keeps us wanting more without two hours of live gameplay for something to go wrong or for it just, it's a bad idea. So I'm glad that they've positioned themselves to move towards that. I would like to see in the future, I would love to see uh, a gameplay video such as this, whether it's with Keith Elwin or whoever's designing it. Uh, I think it, the onus kind of goes on the editor uh, and the person producing this piece because Take a look at like Jersey Jack's Elton John while people had complaints about, you know, rules discussion and confusing them. 
I love that. I think it's Ken Cromwell edited that piece together where they used editing for different cuts of shots to do a full screen, to do a highlighting, uh, Photoshopping highlighting of uh, the shots whenever they were talking about the code. Hey, here's the arrows you want to, and then highlight that and, and then darken everything else. Like those are the production pieces that take so much time to do, but pay off, uh, pay off in the long run where if they were to do some more fancy editing and stuff, then maybe we wouldn't have felt uh, it to be a little bit dry. It would have felt more wet, like you're in the open sea. You want to feel a jolt, like of wetness, like that bidet on my booty hole. There's, a, there's nothing like that feeling. Whoa, whoa. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Did you listen to the podcast? No. They need to add an RSS feed. I will not go to a website to listen to a podcast. For those unaware, it's the Stern Insider Pinball Podcast. And you know what? I think this was uh, who the host, the host, the host is. It's Nate Shivers, isn't it? Okay, thank you. I was like, it's not Ricky Gervais, Zach. Like in your head, when you think of host, it's got to be somebody else. It's the guy that did first fast five thoughts. He does a coast to coast thing. Nate Shivers. Nate Shivers. I've got beef with Nate Shivers. Yeah, you heard it here exclusively, not on, but on the pinball show, not the fake virtual pinball, the pinball show. Yeah. Nate Shivers. He gave a shout out to, he said, Zach initially for calling it the sip podcast. I said, oh, okay, great. He said, said, Zach Sharp. What? What? Wait a minute. That was our thing, Dennis. Mm -hmm. Wrong Zach, Nate. Oh, well. I listened to this podcast. Of course you did. You consume all media. I consume all Stern Pinball. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I don't have the Jurassic Park sweatpants yet, though. <laughs> have you seen those? No, I have not. <laughs> I want some so bad. All right. What everyone is discussing in the hobby over the last week, because they really are having a hard time finding things they don't like about Jaws Pinball, but you know all the negative little shitheads out there. We got to find something. That we don't like. Hey, I hear there are LEs plentily available. So it sounds like people plentily. are finding plentily. Shit. But the plen- plentily show me where I can plentily. buy some and I'll buy some. Shit. Plentily. Plentily. Uh, I could get one today. Why doesn't Shark eat ball? <laughs> That's the, the short of it. Dateline <laughs> pinball. I, 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 why no shark I, eat I, ball? I understand. I understand. It's just like, I, I don't know. This is. Just as an aside, I just, I'm amused because it's both so obvious and so obvious that it's like, why do you want something so like, I totally understand why people would be like, if you start talking about, Hey, how can we do a pinball machine with jaws? People would be like, a shark should eat the ball. Shark eat I also ball. think about people yeah. being like, well, what's the most, like, if you were the most basic person coming up with a game, how would you do <laughs> jaws? And to be like, Oh, the sharks got to eat the ball. Shark guys. Eat ball. I, I'm just kind of like real. I mean, is it that big of a deal? It Sharky is super, barrel, it's both super obvious, ball. but I don't know. Maybe it's a contrarian in me that, also is like isn't that maybe too obvious i thought you would love anyway, the viral meme stuff within our community about everybody talking about why shark no eat ball i mean people are people are taking time to create visuals they're hashtagging there's nothing else to talk about 
I mean, we always remember that this is the, you know, I, I've done some of the discords, you know, like the, I don't remember if it was our TPS discord or the TPN discord or the HEP discord or probably on all of them, quite frankly, discord, where yeah. I, it's like the, the, what's the most favorite thing pinball people do. And it's talk about the next game. It's mm, not, yeah. once you get the reveal, people are pretty much done with the current game. They really are in terms of conversation other than those who are buying it. But a lot of these rumors have been rumoring around for a while. Shark, so. no eat ball, wallet safe from purchase. A lot of the thing we do is, of course, we we critique the games that have been revealed. And yeah. you got to find something. There, are, There's always something with every game. Remember with Godzilla? You said number one on Penn side. Mm-hmm. The... The Godzilla toy looks dumb. He doesn't look That's like Godzilla. True. The art isn't. I, I even I was on the art package. Like, yeah, the art package is good, but it doesn't look like the style of Godzilla art. You that, all were wrong there. But that whatever. we've come. Well, it was like the posters, but it wasn't like what a lot of the yeah. really like hardcore Godzilla artists do, where it's far more aggressive yeah. and you know a little more washed out, more watercolor sort of uh, more anyway, rubber suit. A, but, Godzilla, yeah. You know, there's always there always something. James Bond. Well, everything about the reveal that James Bond was wrong. <laughs> The yeah yeah Elton John. Why is this guy flying away? Oh yeah, why Bond did have the the bouncing dildo. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. yeah. People wanted a Groot. People wanted a T Rex. We <laughs> want when toys eat balls. That's our favorite thing in this industry. People always think With that's what I got point. And People creatures eating balls think that they want super interactive toys. But as you and I have discussed before. Maverick. You got to be careful yeah, because yeah. people forget that in the 90s, so many of these really cool visual toys made the game suck to play on replay. Mm-hmm. It was just you got it was the the novelty wears off. Rescue Don't believe me. Go over. Go and find Ultraman and ask Ultraman. Hey, Ultraman, how are your servos doing? Elevating up these balls is a super exciting on on game number five. No, it's not. Oh, so that's the big debate right now. We were referencing the Stern Insider Pinball Podcast with Nate Shivers. He was hosting, uh, featuring the Jaws team, basically. Keith Ellen, Harrison Drake on engineering, Rick Nagel, and Elizabeth Geis- Geiske, I believe. Uh, sorry, Elizabeth, if that was wrong. Elizabeth Geiske on uh, Rules Code, and Zach Stark on some of the animations art, uh, and Jerry Thompson on sound. A big, nice group there. Uh, good discussion uh, overall. When talking about why shark not eat ball, sip uh, sips Harrison Drake, uh, St- uh, Stern's lead engineer for this project, talked about uh, them actually doing building a mech for shark eating ball, and he said, "quote It sucked." <laughs> he went on to say, oh. uh, "quote No, it ate. It didn't suck. Yeah, it he ate. said it, mm-hmm. it wasn't a moment. Uh, it was much more pronounced now that it is a bash toy than when it was mm-hmm. what Keith Elwin later called in the episode. Quote, basically a moving scoop, and it just wasn't interesting. Oh, no, it, yeah, it, well, uh, no, that was no. That's obvious. Any sort of ball eat thing is basically a glorified scoop. Yeah, so, so when you said that, I'm like, I mean, yeah, Keith Elwin himself well, said it's, it's a moving scoop. Keith, it wasn't that Keith's fairly Keith's fairly well known for not liking scoops. It was very surprising to people when they saw it on Godzilla, but it's really only used for select things where you want to stop the ball, namely choosing kaiju battles, changing cities, mm-hmm. and powering up Godzilla. And he does that oftentimes with posts. Yes. Posts, yes. Yeah. And usually that's his clearly it's his favorite way. In fact, he went back and he added two up posts that's to right. Jaws to make up for the lack of one in Godzilla. 
Absolutely, he did. But, um, I, you know, I would, and I, I didn't hear this because, as I noted, uh, sorry, Stern. Uh, wait, <clears throat> Stern. Oh, oh. This is Dennis here. You may be 80% plus of the market, but the arrogance to have your podcast not available through RSS is is shocking and inappropriate. You really need to just go ahead and put it out like every other podcast. You're not that special. Oh. So get over yourselves and do that. Thank you. Hashtag right, numbers uh, don't lie. Yeah, but I do disagree with Harrison. It's uh, I do think that the mech eating the ball would be a moment. It was just it was a bad moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, they both were like, no, we... They said, I'm paraphrasing. They said, yeah, when you do Jaws, okay. The first thing you got to figure out is, uh, do we need to get this shark to eat the ball? He eats bodies. He eats that big old uh, barrel thing. They should. And he said, so we did it. And it just sucked. Like, it wasn't, wasn't fun. Like, and then uh, Keith Ellen was talking about, like, then you're going to have to have a subway system. If you've got it low to the ground, it's, you know, eating the ball. And then do you want a subway? Yeah. So they were they were really happy with trying it, and much more happy without it in there. So uh, they made it more more pronounced bash toy that comes out of the playfield. I do like that when it does come out of the playfield, it looks like the movie poster. I like that. I actually don't like that. I do like. That. I think it That's looks iconic. hokey. I th- I actually like the way it looks much better when it just sits there static on the pro. I don't like the, mm. and here's why I I looked at it and I was like, cause from the side, I actually think it looks okay, but dead on like how the player sees it. I get it. It's supposed to look like the poster to me. It looks like left shark from the, you know, Katy Perry Super yes, Bowl. Thing. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looks like. So, so to me, it looks too cartoony. It kind of does. It's a mild complaint, but Hey, we remember we have to pick apart these games. So there you go. Ultimately, I don't want no left shark bash toy. <laughs> ultimately, do I. Oh my God. Recently podcasters and people on podcasts have done this whole thing where they ask themselves questions and it's really annoying. What do you mean? Fuck out of me. Do I like this game? Yes. Am I going to purchase this game? Maybe. Would I have liked to? I mean, it's sort of a. I hate that type of technique and broadcast. It really, it's sloppy. I think limited. It's not probably not bad. Not too bad. I I almost did. I mean, it's, so I it's sort of myself. a too long didn't read uh, yes. a way to do that. Oh, so I mean, I, I get annoyed. So I'm not going to do that. Mm. I almost did. It. Okay. So I well, yours would be super boring. Am I going to buy this game? Yes, because I'm Zach and I, I buy everything. Buy the, and it would be an yes. LE. Yes, because yeah. they're easy to find. As Dennis, no, noted. they're not. But, they're sold. We're sold out. We're gone. I want more. When I hear these guys talking about, ultimately, I am glad that. I trust their design capabilities. And if they tell me that the mech that they built eating ball is not as good as not eating ball bash toy, I trust them and I believe them. Having said that, do I believe that? Do I want the shark to eat the ball? I really do. I th- I really do. Like, you, I th- you, this look, is such a pedestrian I think that, desire. I think that their explanation is true to their situation. But I think that they could have maybe went back to the drawing board. You know, if there was maybe re- more fill in really, materials. Is it really, does it really make that much of a difference to Hungry Hungry Hippo this it, play field? It, that's why I say ultimately it doesn't. But I need the... I need the shark eating the ball. No, I you re- don't. I really want the shark to eat the ball. Okay, I, you I do, do want it. I do. I don't care. 
I know. I know. I know that with those big brains, I, those those that team has, they could have done it. What, what, yeah, but why, why shoehorn yourself so severely into, we got to do this one thing? Why? Because, because it's, it's super, cool. No, because it's super predictable. I haven't it's got like, tired of the T-Rex eating the ball yet. The T-Rex just sort of flings it. And so, I haven't I mean, got tired of Groot eating the ball. Well, yeah, but do you want to do it in a way that it feels like? I haven't got you tired do of building going down ways, Godzilla. Zach, if they did it either of those ways, the complaint would be, look at Keith Elwin recycling all his toys. Or recycling Borg's toys. Recycling <sighs> Stern's toys. It's already bad enough where they're like, look at all the leftover Mick on a stick mix they used for the fin. Okay. Well, give, look, given their resources and their, then their time considerations... Very likely, I agree. The right move. I'm not. But... I'm not like pro. Like, or, or I should say, I'm not anti shark eat ball personally. Like, <laughs> You're I, not anti shark eat ball. No, I'm not. I okay. mean, if it was there, I, I would hope they would have been integrated well. But I just, I, I just think it's interesting, and I haven't consumed as much of this as you in terms of just seeing how many. I, I've seen a number of people referencing this, and I just think. Again, my comparison would be like when Mandalorian came out and the Yoda and people just for whatever reason decided he was supposed to move and like they were they got really worked up that Stern didn't figure out a way to make baby Yoda move his little That's arm a or something. Perfect example. And and I just was like, I get it, but it's also in a way so unimportant. Like because we're getting into things that I don't it, in that case in particular, I was like, I don't even know if that really changes the gameplay. The shark eating the ball could, but I mean, the only way I would readily think about doing it would have been probably like Groot. And then it's like, okay, well, then it needs to be a ball lock system or something. And then it's going to, everyone's going to look at it and they're going to be like, this is Groot. Why is Elwin cribbing from Borg? Mm. And I, and I just don't see how that, like, if you want that, buy Guardians. Mm. I, so that's where I get. And as Greg Bone has told me in private discussion, my buddy, he, he said, look, the other thing is you don't want you don't want the shark to be seen uh, as much as you do like on the pro like it should emerge that should be a moment where you're seeing shark for first time um, so if they did do a ball locking system or ball uh, shark eating ball you don't want just a standard Groot like figure always there ready to open mouth for ball so. And I get that too. What I would have loved to have seen, and I got to put it out there just because I, I have no clue how to engineer or design games. So armchair quarterback here. That's what I do at a podcast. I would have loved to have seen uh, you hitting that boat as we are accustomed to. Uh, and a post go up because Elwood loves those so much to capture a ball. Boat lifting up uh, in the front end, uh, back end going down. Shark coming up. You see the perspective of back of shark. Uh, the post goes down. Ball rolls into shark's mouth, just like on the movie, and then goes mm. back down. So you could still do a bash toy if you want to in the, in the hind quarters or anything. But ball falls into mouth rather than ball. Shark eat ball. I, well, what no, no. I would have wanted to see, and I don't know how you would have engineered it, but I would have wanted to see an instance where there was the shark. You'd raise the shark, possibly, but it, it had to always be up, maybe on the pro model. That would be okay, too. Mm -hmm. And then there would be a shot, and the shot would move a scuba diving air tank toy into the Ooh, shark's mouth. And then good. you have to shoot the scuba tank once it's in the shark's mouth yeah. to actually defeat the shark. Yeah. That's what I would have wanted. Sharky tank. Shark eat tank, not ball, ball. hit tank. Ball is bullet, but shark doesn't need to eat no bullets. Pinball moment. All right. Let's, uh, okay. So that's uh, shark eat ball. Thank you.
Did you know, uh, I, I heard this on Jaws was designed before Ellen designed Bond's 60th. Found that interesting. I, hmm. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Hmm. Yeah, he, and because he'd already, Ellen had already noted that Bond 60th kind of came about while they were working with a licensor. That one seemed more rapid. Sure, and he he talked about kind of having a big old timeline for this game. So there were numerous iterations to the to the design that in other games he's not had the time to do. So he was really happy uh, with how this one how this one turned out. They talked about uh, the the sh- the shark fin target that comes up that you hit that goes down. They talked about the uniqueness of that, how that's not been done before. It is similar to certain iterations on different games, but nothing that's moving and going onto the play field and whatnot. Uh, everybody was like, oh, what, why isn't it just a shark fin-shaped target? Why does it have to be a square target with a decal that looks like a shark fin? And they said, look, they tried that, of course. Why wouldn't they try that? So they tried the shark fin-shaped target, but that would make, they said, for a great slingshot airball ramp. Uh, it said, doesn't matter how they designed it. Yeah, I guess because of the point, you'll never get it sturdy. It just flung that ball to the glass, and it was a mess. So they did indeed try that. It just didn't work. Hmm. There's five or six wizard boats in this game. We don't know. Is it five or is it six? Yeah, that's what Keith Ellen said, five or six of them. I don't should know. figure are, it out those are like mini wizard modes and then he said the the final mode smile you son of a bitch that doesn't even have an insert in it so after you no, get through all the other they stuff. were supposed to have the air tank idea but no, <sighs> died if you guys want to see Jaws live you can do so tonight January 15th at 4pm central on Stern Pinball's YouTube go check it out live there so I, I like that we, we still get our live gameplay stream uh, tonight so so I like the they're they're really buttoning up these these launch reveal type of products or launches for these products and uh, I'm loving the direction it's headed in. Okay, so based off of everything you've seen mm-hmm. and heard now, thanks to here's my question for you: When it's all said and done, in the pen side ranking, where does Jaws end up shaking out versus relative to? All of Elwin's other games. Oh, you want a specific? I want number? you to look into your chum-filled crystal ball. No, I don't want you to predict a number. I think that's too chum. But basically, I want to know like where does it fall? Like, does it uh, displace Godzilla as his is seen by by Penside by the Penside rating system? So factor in all its flaws as the number one game of Elwin. Does it come in you know dead last behind Avengers? Where does it fall? Or maybe Bond sixtieth is his last ranked. I don't. know. I think easily. I Easily, it's in between, just based on the information I've seen without playing this game, it falls in between Iron Maiden and Jurassic Park in that three spot. Okay, uh, that's where I've been thinking as well. And here's another big, big prediction. I think that within, I'll go six months of reveal, so January that puts us in summer. By summer, you will see this knock off the number five spot on the Pinside Top 100. You'll see it knock off number five Deadpool to cement itself into the number five spot right behind Attack from Mars at four, Medieval Madness at three, Jurassic at two, and Godzilla at one. Hmm. And that's where you'll see it for quite some time throughout 2024. It's going to be that good. I'm basing it off of sales. Hmm. So, No, that's fine. I think that's where it's going to be. Speaking of sales, sales are really good for Elvira, her house of horrors. So much so that they're having this month's quest on Insider Connected, Elvira's Haunted Capture Quest. Mm, Yes, I heard about that. Mm -hmm. People are already getting badges, like the Lyman F. Sheets badge and more. So I think all month of January almost would make sense for 
flipping out pinball to start streaming that game, wasn't it? Ah, but which one? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the big topics this week in pinball from hobbyists were shark, no eat ball. And how's J-pop going to fuck us over again? Mm-hmm. So it, yes, back from the proverbial depths of hell comes John Papa Duke. Really? Once this is more. Wow. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland is making oh, its God, return that... oh. from foam core to real core for the hardcore hobbyist and enthusiast, mostly collectors. Uh, the big talk is that Alice in Wonderland is back. It's being brought back by Dutch Pinball in a very limited fashion and a bunch of other details, including things like when is it being released? Who's doing the artwork? Wasn't that Zombie Yeti artwork? Is he going to be on that? Some of the game features. Uh, the red flags, the red flags that are going to come up with this. How are they going to do this? Is it going to include the, so much information, Dennis, that we get to discuss exclusively on the Pinball Show Club membership, a Patreon yes, pay wallet. Yes. Oh, all the nitty gritty when it comes to what I have always i've I've got a soft spot for that foam core Alice in Wonderland. Oh my God, I, you always have I, a soft spot for J-pop stuff, but. He burned me on Magic Girl. Not not that I Yeah, I didn't that. think you no. bought one. He burned me on the idea. Uh, look, uh, I, I've... He burned I wanted your idea. To, I wanted that game. I loved the looks of that game. And then I played it. And then things. So we've got all of that. We've got a lot of opinions. We've got some a lot of information. It can be listened to right now exclusively on the Pinball Show's uh, club membership exclusive content all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show sign up lowest levels a ten dollar official member you get the exclusive content as well as an exclusive discord channel for all of us to chat within you jump up to the nordman 25 dollar level you get all of that in addition to decals uh, picking topics for the show uh, getting to hang out at our live monthly hangout which is coming january 24th at 8 p.m central and then you jump up to the $100 club membership. You get your own nickname. You get private correspondence with Dennis and I for the juiciest of hips. You get the paywall polo coming. You get to come on the show. All types of benefits and perks there. So go sign up today to listen to that exclusive content regarding Alice in Wonderland and what may or may not happen with this upcoming rumored release. A little over a week ago, Dennis, exclusively people, uh, part of the membership, the pinball show, got to listen to our discussion about the Scooby-Doo topper accessory release from Spooky Pinball. Rubro. Yeah. If you guys want to see a, the, they have a launch video, official launch video out there. You can go to their website, their Facebook socials for Spooky Pinball or straight down the middle. We assisted with that. Uh, the topper is $969 plus shipping. It's uh, it's motorized. It's interactive. Overall, we liked it. It's cool. Um, even if you get a topper by default uh, from the Scoop, from buying the Scooby-Doo game, this is for those individuals who want even more interactivity and cool-ass topper. So I get that. So I would say the third main newsworthy thing that happened this last week in pinball was that spooky pinball launched a gameplay video for looney tunes they've taken a little bit more time to do so because of what they called waiting for licensing to approve stuff 
So we got the Looney Tunes gameplay video. Did you get a chance to watch this yet? No, it's in my feed, but I've not watched it. So it plays, surprise, surprise, like uh, like Texas Chainsaw Mask. Yeah, I kind of figured I might be okay. Now, the code is different. So you'll see the ball doing different things with Magnet. You'll see that it is a different experience altogether. Mm-hmm. I will agree on that. Well, um, different rules team, so not and, surprising. Yes, yeah, absolutely. What I will say is that Looney Tunes, this gameplay video, really went over well with those who consumed it. I thought it would go over well because I'm like, it's Looney Tunes, it shoots well, it's a cool game. But we've seen much more even renewed interest. Usually gameplay videos don't, they really don't bump a lot of interest. This Sometimes one, they hurt interest, yes, actually. Either, usually either they hover around, yeah, that's what I thought it would be, or... Man, I really, that's not like that sizzle reel. So uh, they don't help significantly, typically. This one did. This one, uh, people are raving. The what they, I think people were hesitant about getting any video assets from Looney Tunes. I think they were really hesitant. And that's why people love that theme so much. And, uh, you know, as a result, want to love this game. Hesitant about that. And they saw not only was there just a bountiful amount of, of video clips from the most classic episodes of Looney Tunes, but they were all synced with modes. They, it, it's just really well done. And I hate to say, I don't know if Spooky Pinball wants me to tell, like, the code's not done, so it's going to get even better than that. I like that people are now discussing, is Looney Tunes kind of the darling of 2024, even over the likes of Keith Elwin's Jaws? No, I find that yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's no, not. No, no, but don't be, don't be silly guys. But you know, this could be, this could be the, uh, the community's little Rick and Morty here. Mm. It could be yeah, it's possible. People, it is. people are liking this. People like Rick and they might, they might like bugs. Yeah, they might. Padretti gaming. We also discussed last week exclusive for those members. Some of the, Securing of Bally Williams licensing in cl- collaboration with Planetary Pinball, Pedretti Gaming, mm, yeah. Euro Pinball Corp. Still very confusing to me. What I found out this last week, because I was asking questions, basically, Pedretti Gaming and Pinball Brothers, I don't know if they merged, but they came together to create Euro Pinball Corp. Now, why that's relevant is Euro Pinball Corp is where Padretti and Pinball Brother games are manufactured. Okay. But Padretti is the one that announced that they are securing the licensing to these remakes. Okay. So I still don't know who sells these games. I don't know if there's Padretti dealers that sell these or if it is Pinball Brothers or now that they've merged, it's going to be a Euro Pinball Corp just conglomerate. That sell- I don't know how that works, uh, but... You and I talked about what titles it could be. We talked about the thoughts of what we thought about this, good moves, bad moves, some of the things we're really excited about, some of the things we are questioning still. So go listen to that exclusive content. But since then, uh, Carrie Hardy did a video, uh, Penfluence mm-hmm. with Carrie Hardy from YouTube. And Carrie Hardy announces that the first remake is going to be at Texas Pinball Festival here in March 2024. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. So he said they've been working on their first remake, all of 2023. And they're going to unveil it, or I don't even know if they're going to unveil it there, but it will be at Texas Pinball Festival. He also said that he is now under NDA with, Uh yeah, with Pedretti 
and is going to be working with them on some stuff. A paid voice. Oh, I know. Poor Carrie. Welcome. Just wait, Carrie. You, uh, Carrie tried to get out unscathed, too. At the end of the video, he's like, now look, this doesn't mean that I'm not going to be honest. You know, that's why Padretti reached out to me to partner up with me. The suspicion will always <laughs> be there. The suspi- I'm I sorry, thought it was Carrie. So the suspicion cute. will always be so there. so sweet. I was like, oh, Carrie's getting his NDA wings. <laughs> and they're going to clip them. <laughs> the public's going to clip your wings, Carrie. Oh, don't think you're going to say anything without people coming back and saying, you are paid full of shit. Even the lovable Texan in you is going to be humbled by that very, very shortly. (laughs) Kerry Hardy also claiming that when it comes to which games Bally Williams is going to do, he said, you know, he's under NDA, but he can say a couple things. He said, everybody on Pinside and the forums are listing, you know, their top picks on what they would like to see being remade uh, as a Bally Williams game. And he said, take like some of the top couple picks out of a choice of five or so and that's what's going to be produced by Pedretti Gaming. He said it's, you know, a couple of those are just kind of the top of what everybody wants. Mm. So I found that well, interesting. What, well, I mean, come on. What a shock. I mean, yeah, but the, the, what, oh, they're going to make things people want. Well, okay. you know what that tells me, though, listener? It tells me no. that they're getting, they're going to be remaking 90s Valley Williams. Nobody's going to, the consensus is not going to say, no, damn it. We're wanting that 80s, you know, Swords mm. of Fury. Well, I mean, that's the space that Haggis is in right now. Sure. But so is Chicago gaming in 90s, but I think it's still going to be right. 90s. But Chicago's too slow. We all know yeah. this. I think we're going to see the likes of things like, and we've talked about it before, Theater Magic is kind of the mm-hmm. one. I'm, Theater Magic, Twilight Zone, I think are there. Yeah, that, there at, least, at least see that trunk eats the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Hardy's also he's also going to have early access to these games. He's going to present his review of the quality, et cetera, in the future. So go check out, if, subscribe if you haven't, to Kerry Hardy. But Carrie, those wings, those wings, snip, snip. A wingsectomy is what that cat's mm. about to get. Princess Bride, you get a little sneak peek of the bride? I've heard You're supposed to wait for her this. at the altar, Dennis. I had an email over on Eclectic Gamers podcast uh, a little bit, and I thought it was just for us originally because we had had an episode where we had just talked about how in Tony and well, maybe not so much Tony's opinion, I guess. My opinion, Princess Bride would have been a better thing for Barrels of Fun than Labyrinth, which mm. I know you disagree with. Uh, but then we get this email, Princess Bride is coming. I thought, oh, a listener's trying to, I, you know, I figured it was fake, whatever. But that's the, and then I learned everyone else got emails too. But that's the only email I've, like, they have not mystery pinball accompanied me. I've received nothing else since that I think that you email. had to sign up to it after that, though. Oh, okay. That yeah. was too much trouble. Yeah. Well, I didn't I, do that. Yeah, they haven't they haven't shown me enough for me to sign up for anything. But the rumors are, and we talked about it more exclusively and in, in, in more detail uh, in our Patreon stuff. But the rumored manufacturer to make Princess Bride is multimorphic at this point. So mm. there you go. Well, I mean, I think them but, going and doing another licensed game is smart. So. I think it's very smart. And if multimorphic can get that, I think it's a perfect fit for them. I think it's good. Congratulations, if true, because people love that theme. American Pinball, speaking of loving themes, boy, oh boy, next game is going to be released shortly. I know that because I listened to the Super Awesome Pinball Show where they interviewed some manufacturing heads such as American Pinball's very own Dave Fix. Oh, you know, he's fascinating. New, yeah, I've not heard him before. He's new to podcasts around mm. the community. Uh, but he said there is a new game being released shortly. 
So it feels like feels like February, March to me. And uh, the rumor is that it's going to be Barry Arsler's last design game. But we're really unsure if that is that food truck or is that the other one that he kind of proto. We don't know. But it's going to be kind of maybe single levelly Barry Arsler's uh, last design game. So I, I haven't heard this. So was there any other than shortly? Was there any context like it'll be at Texas or anything? Nope. That, okay, nope. just said very you, shortly, and then it said another game coming later this year. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. So I guess, again, looking into your chum filled crystal ball, that's right. Zach, do you think that are they going to get the thousands of GTFs that they need to build done by the time that this new game will come Mm. out? They reminded people how small they are as a company. Dave does that every time he goes on podcast. Look, gee golly, whiz, we're just a small little family run company and Boy, oh boy, we're, we're not the likes of Stern Pinball or Jersey Jack. We're just, you know, we're just doing what we can. So I think they've built all the galactic tank forces they need to build. Oh, okay. I don't. I wasn't sure. I, I've heard different numbers in terms of how many they've sold. That's why I, I do not, that out there. I do not currently have any more GTFs on order at this time. Mm. And I have them in stock. So. Okay. I don't uh, I don't see them needing to make any more. They made their little runs of Houdini, so that's kind of done. I don't know how they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but another game later this year as well. So we'll see. Maybe that's the sequel prequel to Whitewater by Dennis Nordman. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's not Mystery Castle. Maybe it is. Oh, <laughs> Mystery Castle. <laughs> Maybe it's Mystery Castle. The only reason I bring that up is because Indisc happened this last week. Mm, a very popular tournament. It never drains in Southern California 2024. Did you watch any of this? No. I did just because I'm much more of a competitive pinball player connoisseur than you are. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah. Now I just watched the finals. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> that counts for something. He ain't first, you're last. So. Yeah. And it didn't last. The last final finals didn't last long. I do like their little their bank that they used. Um, still not as heavy as I'd like to see in the new stuff, but you know what is at least it's more well-known uh, the likes of the first game was whirlwind. Okay. Nice competitive game. Good game. I think something that in the future could even be remade. James Bond 007 by Stern was the second game, which makes sense. You're giving a Stern game away. Nice job. Nice job in disc for putting that sponsor right there. Uh, nicely done. And then third was hoops. Huh? Hoops. Let's shoot some hoops. The darling Gottlieb hoops. Your favorite. Is that the most could popular? Be re- could be remade any day. I think it's the hottest Gottlieb right now is hoops. Hoops has always been a little bit of a competitive darling mm-hmm. because it's one of the few Gottlieb premier games with balanced rules. Yeah. And it's fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. So that was the last three. I think statistically after James Bond, Zach McCarthy was going to win regardless. Nobody else could catch him on hoops, but I think it decided you know second third fourth kind of stuff uh, so zach mccarthy did win young boy scout zach mccarthy how old is he he's like 17 16 18 he's he's young he's half my age which is bullshit he also won back in 2022 at end disc so congratulations speaking of competitive pinball papa oh little papa wants to mm-hmm. find his papa pinberg is returning 2024 we talked about this in more detail on our last episode, uh, membership content, but I wanted to mention it again. Dennis had some strong takes on Penberg, so it's worth yeah. a listen. Yeah. 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 
essentially you said uh here's the things that make it eh and mm. overall i think it's it'll be a eh mm. <laughs> that's my synopsis okay my cliff notes i don't want to cliff notes the next people because they're the screaming goat club members no we like them we gotta fully thank them and embrace them like the strong warm stream of the new bidet that i got i don't know how it does it and it even flushes with force you don't have to do it you've even got a button you press that the seat goes up and down <sighs> you can control the power of the stream the the heat intensity even the directional you're going a little bit too far back a little too far forward yeah you love this so much that it's, if we get a 10th Screaming Goat member, are they going to be the bidet? They may. They may bidet. <laughs> Make my bidet. <laughs> so don't miss out on that exciting nickname, Joy Today. <laughs> Joy Today. <laughs> it Maybe. Itself. I, well, we're talking about thank yous. I just wanted mm. to thank my wife for getting me that bidet. i got to have more butt spray. Thank you, Rodney, because you're the bobcat. Do you think you could hold a bobcat down to get a bidet? Oh, shoot that fucker! I'd hate to see the reaction of it if you were to wash it. If I was a bobcat and I had that much fur down there, a total. I wonder if they make pet bidets. That would totally make sense. All of you pet owners out there, especially dog owners, they go out and have a nasty poo and get it all over their fur, and you're like, oh, my God, how, how am I going to clean this? i got to get wipes out. Uh, and then some of you are smart enough when you take them to the groomer that you get a little bzzz and you shave around that butthole so you don't have to clean it as much. I think any, any fur creatures out there would very much welcome the bidet. Say yay to bidet. Thank you, Steve, for being a bumblebee. Bumblebee! Bumblebee wouldn't go good with a bidet. Squirt him out of the sky. I can just picture Shia LaBeouf, though. Do it! <laughs> bumblebee. <laughs> i'm trying to oh think my God, trying to no. think something <laughs> this is so bad i know we gotta say thank you to the <laughs> panther so rob <laughs> i bet rob has a bidet uh, you know what out of these screaming whales i want to hear which one of you email us or you can t- text us on our private oh, our private exclusive one-on-one chat if you have a if you own a bidet and then if you do if you're pro bidet or not or if it's just something your wife likes to use the kineticist, Colin, speaking of trying to spray away shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Colin, uh, you're getting through it, you're getting through it. Uh, I will give a reference to go check out This Week in Pinball and The Kineticist for uh, an exclusive story on a recent Brian Soar's custom game in the Goonies. Huh? How about that? They had a really cool story in depth on that. So there's my plug to you, Colin. I enjoyed it because I love the Goonies so much. I love it. And they themed it, rethemed a uh, uh, Cactus Jacks. Do you know why Goonies prefer bidets? Oh, man. Don't, don't mess with my Goonies. Why? Because Goonies never say ply. <laughs> Especially one plies, man. Especially, oh, oh, that's the roughest. Oh, that's the stuff that corporate buys. Yes, that it'll make you a believer. The only thing with the bidet people, you have to have a plug-in around your toilet. We were lucky enough to have one right behind the toilet. But I'm telling you, it is worth hiring an electrician to come in there, put you an outlet. But that's what Dennis is going to have to do uh, for his Christmas present this coming year. Uh, but get you an electrical. 
because the electric and water are great. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for being a supporter of the Screaming Goat Club membership. The Falcon. And thank you to Dave, our shaker motor. I wonder if a toilet seat would ever need a shaker motor. I can't imagine why. Uh, Sometimes you got hangers. I'm just saying. Mm. The Fox. Thank you. How did this turn into a ship podcast? Uh, Stern's got, we've got the Fox. Thank you, Joe. I don't know if Joe Fox has a bidet. I'm friends with him, but I'll have to ask him. I know Greg Bone doesn't. I know you don't now. All the other penfluencers out there. Are you pro bidets? Charlie, ring that bell because every time a bell rings, a bunghole gets its clean. We, we learned that earlier this episode. I know Charlie's got a bidet. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, and it's not Charlie, but I just pictured somebody like, have you ever, you have one of those water picks? <laughs> no, no, somebody no, I don't. Not having a water pick flosser. So they just smile right in front of that bidet squirt and just clean that front grill. <sighs> what about the dude? The dude too busy to douche. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> so bad. What are you, a fucking park ranger now? No, I'm just trying Who to offer. Who shit about the fucking marmot? Oh, <laughs> man. But you know what? A big toilet scene in the Big Lebowski. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. He gets a face full of toilet water. Poor dude. He got close to a, a ferret bite, though, didn't he? I love mm. the scream and wail of Jeff Bridges as that ferret is submerged underwater when he's in that bathroom. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing better than that. As a reminder, the next live pinball show happy hour is January 24th, 8 p.m. Central. Be there. And we can all talk about whether or not you have bidets. Am I even pronouncing it correct? I think so. But, you know, after the Schneider for Schneider, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get emails. Yeah. I get a lot of emails. Mostly to tell me, you know, how correct Dennis is and his takes are great and mine are not. But most all of them say, don't worry, Zach, because the one thing that we love more than anything in all of pinball podcasting is pinball market trends. I like your style, dude. And you guessed it, Dennis. Training up is the bidet. Yeah, what a shock. No, it's not a shocker. <sighs> it is just a straight stream right in there. And you got to watch yourself. If you're, not, if you're not prepared, you get a wet whistle. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, baby needs the colon cleans. Uh, training up uh, is, is uh, my wife's choice in gifts. Also trending up this week is a little darling Looney Tunes. I say I said Looney Tunes by Spooky Pinball. Everybody's talking about it. They like the stream. They like what Spooky's doing. Like the, the shop paths. The assets. I don't know if they love the orange ramps. <laughs> they love most everything else about that game. And right now, numbers don't lie. Orders are pouring in for Looney Tunes. Uh, you know what? Statistically, data-wise, sales-wise, for those of you who give two squirts, uh, we are selling Looney Tunes uh, nearly two to one to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think that's surprising. Didn't we predict that? We, I think we did. I think we did. And it's it's right, it's right there. I think Spooky told me their sales were closer to a 50-50 with still Looney Tunes being the preferred. But uh, yeah, ours, ours is a distance quite a bit more than that. 
Mm, yeah, no, I think it makes sense. But the toilet seat that goes up better go down whenever you get done peeing, gentlemen. And turning down this week is Stern Pinball's Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Should have sold it six months ago. Ghostbusters, I've seen the numbers start to start to kind of... I had to comp uh, a comp a pro out last week as a trade-in. And I was surprised to see that the numbers have fallen significantly since the summer. So much so that pros right now, Ghostbusters Pro, I, don't, I, I can't remember, Dennis, the last time a Ghostbusters Pro fell in the upper 7,000s, lower 8s. That was a, a $9,000 game all day long, maybe 10 if it was just they had the topper and everything like that. But uh, upper 7s, that's, that's pretty low. Even the premiums in the 10s now, that was 12K all day six months ago, all the way uh, two, three years ago. 12k for a premium all day clean 12k premium boom no they're in the tens now do you think that's the fear that with seth davis's comments that this one might get remade i think some of that is yeah i really do especially whenever they double down and said some of these white stars are not going to be as easy to make you know, mm-hmm. some of these other games are quite a bit easier but a spike one like ghostbusters I super know. easy what other spike one do people want I, i've heard rumblings of like a kiss yeah, Kiss is the only okay. other one I can think of, maybe. But Ghostbusters, far and away, is but the look, biggest. Kiss is one of those things that it's popular now because they finally get the rules good enough. It's not Crazy Town awesome rules still, but but it's rarity. That's why it's kind of still sought after at this, this point. This is Gene Simmons of Kiss <laughs> with a two out of two out of ten impression on my final tour. <laughs> Buy my game that is no to, longer made. Thought when to captain kirk there for a second yeah allow my myself to final tour fight the gorn and <laughs> triumph over evil uh, i just watched star trek beyond for the first time i like the new series of the star trek films mm. i had not seen beyond and i gotta say i'm not uh not beyond impressed it was good it was solid but it fell in third place in the new series it just it was no con it was no, you know, uh, their first film, J.J. Abrams. It just wasn't. Not enough lens flare for you? Boy, they really love lens flare. That's a J.J. Abrams yes. thing. Yep. He loves lens flare. Oh, super eight. Okay, so training down is Ghostbusters. LEs is, are holding better, though. They're at 16,000 without a topper, 17 plus with a topper. So uh, numbers have not fallen quite as much on the Ghostbusters LE. But the pro premiums. I, I don't even know whether I would recommend buying one yet. I'd still hold out. I would hold out for a while. All trending down this week is the temperature in the United States. Damn, it's cold outside. Burr. Oh, are you not freezing? You got hit no, with I snow my, over there. I have, my, I have my space heater on. You see, I use a what, infrared space heater, so it doesn't make sound, so you don't hear it. What? Yeah, it doesn't heat the air. It's like a, it's like those warming lamps, basically. It's like grandma's I'm, I'm like, hair dryer I'm like at the your salon. Mac, I'm like your McDonald's French fries. Ah, oh, does it work? Yeah. Do you feel like that direct heat? Yes. Oh. You have to be directly in front of it. But what it does is instead of warming the air, it warms the object that the light strikes. So, which in turn warms the air over time. Sounds too sciencey for me. They're they're uh, they're just as they're like the same price as uh, okay. regular. Space I need heaters. a new space heater, so that's why I'm asking. But they don't. But they don't have a fan, so they don't make sound. So I can use it while I record. Ooh. I bought it last year. 
It's very um, nice. Okay. It's basically like it, the bidet of space eaters. Okay. I think I might get that because I always have to turn it off. And by the time we get done recording, I'm cold again, like Grammy. Yeah, yes. All right. I can, I feel your teeth yeah. chattering through Thank this uh, headset. I need my blankie. But yeah, the temperature is trending down in the United States. Ugh, oh, yes. it's so nasty. It's so cold. But guys, we're not out of it for a while. Even mm-hmm. those in Florida uh, are like, damn, it's yeah. it's 50. We're not used to yeah. that. They got their winter parkas out. That's right. January and February is kind of the bitch of the year, isn't it? It's just for a, us here in the Midwest, absolutely. It's just the mean bitch because you you're not looking forward to Christmas and it being cold because it's that time of the year. It's the most horrible time of the year of the year yeah january and february just suck and it mm-hmm. often leads to like seasonal mood episodes mm-hmm. the previous psychologist in me wants to remind people stay warm not only externally but internally in your heart stay balanced stay well and always reframe put things back into perspective if you're falling into one of those little slumps that oftentimes people do in january february the easiest thing to do is anxiety technique but do the whole uh what's the worst that could happen do the whole, uh, what are the things, it could be a hell of a lot worse. Right. For those of you who can walk, hey, at least you can walk. For those of you who can masturbate, pff, at least you can masturbate, right? Hell yeah. For those of you who are still able to eat uh, a cheeseburger or pizza, that's pretty awesome. That's badass. For those of you who enjoy Netflix or television programs or music, if you're still able to experience those, like depression sucks and life sucks, but damn, at least you've got that. There's so many wonderful things that you do have that we take for granted. And we're just like, yeah, but pizza's pizza. No, damn it. Pizza is pizza to us. But to a lot of the people in the world, pizza is, oh my God, pizza is fucking pizza. Find those things that tickle your balls uh, and lean into them. If there's consent. <laughs> just don't. Buy yourself a bidet, people. Save a paycheck and buy a bidet. That'll get rid of your seasonal depression. And we got to save a buck or two in this week's Deal of the Week. Bye, bye, bye! Deal of the Week is from Flipping Out Pinball. It's the Alien Pinball Highway Edition. Uh oh. see? Oh, the pricey oh, edition. Boy. Oh, boy. Trending down is the oh. price. Ellen Ripley it was all like, Fuck. get away from the Highway Edition, you yeah. bitch. Ripley, fuck this thing. <laughs> and oh. she used her little loader device and she threw it out the airlock oh. where its overpricedness just sits in space. Now, I will say that. I was quite caught off guard with some of the features that Highway did put on those games. Whenever I set it up, I was like, okay, the LV Pinball Brothers is still going to be more beautiful with the blue powder cone stuff. But there was some cool stuff, like how dynamic that 27-inch screen is in the back of the head. That really, like when you see the face hugger scenes, like that's pretty badass. Even Mm -hmm. I'm not a big playfield monitor type of guy, but when I was playing, I was like, it's still pretty damn cool. Side mm-hmm. panels that light up on the cabinet, still pretty damn cool. A lot of people like the rarity of this original Highway Edition. The price is not suggesting they do, because I didn't know how to comp these things out. They never come up for sale. I've got a super nice one that I first priced at fourteen nine nine nine. It was my throw it out there. I have no clue what people will pay for these things. Because, I, I mean, I don't think they've been for sale in like a year. Nobody sold one. Then I reduced it. It wasn't selling. Reduced it to thirteen four nine nine. It's fifteen hundred dollar cut for our listeners here. Deal of the week. Pinball market trends. I'm knocking it down another fifteen hundred dollars from so three thousand for the original price, and now it's eleven thousand nine nine nine. Bye bye bye. For a very collectible uh, piece of pinball history. Bye bye bye. Please. 
How low do you think this thing will go, Dennis? Um, I bet you could move it at nine. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, if, I'm, if I have to move it at nine, that was a bad or, trade. Or that I to, uh, to quote your comment section, yeah. you'll be lucky to get half of what you're oh asking Oh, my God. For. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my comment section. People. Oh, Pinball Bounty. We marked Dolly Parton off list. Are you, gonna, are you after a hoops now? Uh, not yet. It just don't line up well in the lineup. Mm. Um, still looking for a nice radical. Not that that lines up well. Uh, still looking for a really super minty Congo. And I am no longer looking for a Lord of the Rings. Oh. Ah, I'm not going to say who, but maybe one of our Screaming Goat Club members reached out and said, I'll, I'll help a guy out. I've got one. Don't play it very much. And I really been eyeing that Looney Tunes. So they're going to get a Looney Tunes, and uh, I'm going to get Malpresa. Swears it. <laughs> we swears on the, on the precious. Swears it doesn't have shooter land rare. Who says this is my impressions of fives out of tens? <laughs> fives out I still think I'm going to do a custom custom art package and stuff for it. Franchi, come on. Make mm. an exception. Does he really like Lord of the Rings? Like, I've never seen him do that more. No, he doesn't. That's why he won't do it. Style. Even paid. Well, let uh, him be true to himself. Well, you know what might get him? What? Hey, Franchi, if you're listening, I bet Michael Barnard would do a custom Lord of the Rings package for me. Bet Michael Barnard would. Bet Jeremy Packer would. Uh, I bet they would be awesome too, Franchi. Twippy worthy packages. I'm hoping that lures him in. Okay, damn it, I'll do it. Only if you show it off to the world. Which I will. Look here, people. I'm just here to report the facts. Numbers don't lie. Neither will I on Pinball Market Trends. <laughs> Dennis, let's close her down. All right. Well, folks want to reach out to me, they can email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to both of us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. I'm the one who checks those emails, but I can always forward over messages for Dennis as well. Uh, sign up to the Pinball Show Patreon Club membership, patreon.com slash the pinball show. It's very, very much appreciated for that support, as well as Facebook. Like us, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, TPN, TikToks, Instas, straight down the middle. Like and follow the video series, too, that I do. And we got to throw love to our sponsor, Flipping Out Pinball. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from Flipping Out. From toppers or materials, I've got it figured out. Flipping Out. Product showcase this week is Godzilla Premium. They did that most recent run last week, and uh, we wanted to stock up on our best-selling game in our company's history. Well, you know what? We're getting ready to celebrate, I believe, our five-year anniversary at Flippin' Out Pinball. Mm. Wow. Has time flown? That's right. <laughs> uh, the humble beginnings of a small little dealer. Hopefully the humble endings. <laughs> so mm. Retire into the, the sunset. When did when can I retire, Dennis? I I I'm not aware of your uh, investment portfolio, so I can't really advise you. <sighs> it's not strong. It uh, yeah. it is not strong at all. I'm just hoping I can live on much less. Mm. Elton John, we got a platinum edition ready to go. Turtles Pro and Premium Elvira Blood Red Kiss Edition Star Wars Pro. I've got one left. Guardians of the Galaxy Pro. Last time we were doing them, I think Venom Pro, Venom Premium, new and used. 
James Bond Pro and Premium. I got 160th anniversary left. Avengers Pro and Premium, Foo Fighters, Iron Maiden, Jurassic Parks, GTFs, Ellie's, <laughs> Hot Wheels Classics, Queen, Star Wars Comic Home. I got one left. Toy Story 4 CE, down to one. Toy Story Yay. 4 Ellie's, Ultraman. I still got a couple Ultramans. Led Zeppelin Pros, Alien LVs. I ordered more Ripley, so those should be here in February. Get yours now because even those are uh, are going quick. Rush Toppers, Avengers Toppers, Insider Connected, Shaker Motors, Banners, Raw Thrills, Arcade Machines, Golden Tees, Escaleras, Tilt Tables from Escaleras, as well as the Stair Climbers, Dust Covers, Player Mats. I don't have sweatpants yet for Jurassic Park from Stern. Flipping Out with Friends. Joel just has been streaming Alien Pinball by Pinball Brothers. He's got a new Stern game that he's going to be streaming this week. So go follow, like, and subscribe to Flipping Out Pinball's YouTube uh, as well as Facebook and, and such, too. We give away stuff on the Facebook, so do that. Mm-hmm. Instagram, too. TPN last week, Dennis, what we have? Well, only Triple Drain, oh. uh, Pinball Podcast, episode number 47. Oh, Why nice. no balls in mouth? Oh, clever. Very oh. clever. What are we going to call the title of this episode? The Other Big Jaws episode? B- bidet. <laughs> bidet! Just title it Bidet. Bidet! Oh, can we not get a Beetlejuice game? Maybe someday. Yes, we are going to get one. But that's that's for a future Patreon episode. Teach these people something. Folks, if the five references to it weren't sufficient, or hopefully were sufficient, and you've decided you now want to have a bidet, uh, I would say turn to who I turn to for all my bidet needs. <gasps> spritzing out. Oh! <laughs> when you push one out, are you spritzing out? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Where's that song, Jason? <laughs> well, I buy my squirts and <laughs> squirts and flushing out. It's flushing out. <gasps> Number twos are easy to <laughs> 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 flushing out. Flushing out. Figure it out. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say flush taker. Mm. <laughs> I'm a flush yeah, giver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their, ver- <laughs> their version, the red tremor. Shake uh, those dingleberries. <laughs> Always practice safe pinball. (laughs) And contact me if you're in the trademarking business or the engineering inventing business because I want to make the first pet bidet. I think there's something there. Just people Mm. will spend more money on their pets than they will themselves. So they may have crusty buttholes, but damn it, that Labrador will be clean as a whistle. (laughs) 